Hello, Sobertown. Welcome to Sobertown Podcast. This is Todd Crafter. I'm a blog and podcast contributor at SobertownPodcast.com, a recovery resource built by a community from the I Am Sober app. Today, I will be recording another Sober Toolbox blog for better accessibility. To see the original article, references, and a broad range of sober living resources, visit SobertownPodcast.com. Today's podcast is the Sober Toolbox, Eat the Elephant. You heard correctly, Eat the Elephant, also known as One Day at a Time. If you'd like to reach me for any questions or comments, please email me at SoberAustralia at gmail.com. How do you eat an elephant, Sobertown? One bite at a time. Just to be clear, no elephants were harmed in the making of this podcast. This concept of one day at a time is by no means exclusive to leaving behind a habit such as drinking. One day at a time applies broadly to life's challenges. The strategy can be expanded or contracted and molded to suit different challenges. One day at a time, however, applies absolutely beautifully to the process of quitting alcohol. When I first came into contact with groups of people leaving alcohol behind, I would often see in their written posts, O-D-A-A-T, and I would think to myself, what does that mean? I was such a newbie to this scene, O-D-A-A-T, O-D-A-A-T, I just couldn't figure it out. I tried to string some nonsensical words to fit the acronym, and I failed to form a logical pattern. I thought and thought about it, and each time I read it, I just couldn't put it together. But I never really put in the effort to search its meaning in the Google apparatus, so it came up so often that I figured it must be meaningful though. I was too scared to ask though as a newbie to these groups, um, but finally someone else did. And I saw the answer. One day at a time. O-D-A-A-T. Of course. How obvious it is after the fact. One day at a time. One day at a time. In my profession as a practitioner and as a trainer, I have the opportunity to speak to people from many and varied walks of life. Different professions and athletes and many individuals who exhibit true grit in their professions or physical pursuits. I'm lucky enough without needing to seek these people out to be able to discuss with them some of their strategies under strain and under hardship just incidentally as a part of our time working together. And for this, I consider myself very lucky. And here I have the opportunity to share. Second to this, I'm even luckier to have in the past and again very recently been present and part of the birth of my two daughters. The concept of one day at a time, believe it or not, applies in its own form to the profound and intense experience of childbirth. I've had the opportunity to work with individuals from a military background who endure tough physical and mental training and people who compete and train in tough endurance events from Ironman to triathlons, CrossFit competitions to powerlifting events and many more. The people I meet and talk to who are exposed to these challenges hold something in common in their mental toughness and their grit. 
their mental techniques and their general outlook. Most often they're not simply David Goggins-like characters yelling at themselves to stay hard as they run 100 mile events. These are just very real people. Mothers, fathers, quiet and calm people, kind and gentle people, but they have mental grit and they have training in pushing through and they have techniques to drive themselves through the discomfort to achieve their goals. These people are not born special. They're not born tougher. They train it. They expose themselves to challenges and they think their way through them as they endure the physical strain without giving up. During childbirth, the uterine contractions, the intense stretching and tearing of tissue and the utter exhaustion make the experience one of the most profound, incredible and challenging events a woman might experience in her lifetime. And although I can never speak to the experience personally, such as the limitation of my gender, I've observed first time, first hand, as my wife's supporter, the benefit of biting off small challenges one by one to overcome the monumental challenge of giving birth to a child. These being uterine contractions, one at a time. So what do these individuals have in common? Those who run, ride, lift beyond that which we would consider normal or achievable, or those who labor for hours within an intense bubble of discomfort to bring their children into the world, one day at a time, or if not one day at a time, they have a variant of one day at a time applicable to their pursuit, such as one rep at a time, one step at a time, one contraction at a time, and so on. The concept is no different to that which we employ as we bash through the jungle early on in our sobriety journey. Many who employ these techniques are completely unaware they do so. Regardless, taking a challenge, sectioning it into many pieces, and overcoming these pieces one by one is effective in overcoming what seems like an overwhelming challenge. One day at a time is a concept. It can be expanded and it can be compressed. The point of it is not precisely one day or one exact 24 hour period at a time. The point is to understand that when you direct your focus at the challenge in front of you and you align all your efforts with completing this challenge alone, eliminating the thought that anything exists beyond this challenge in front of you, then you can prevail. Even if the challenge is very tough, if you focus on whatever is right in front of you alone, then you massively boost your chances of overcoming this challenge. One marathon is a daunting thought, but one kilometer or mile, that's okay. One contraction is okay. One step is fine. You find your pace, find your rhythm, find your cadence and push through and take one kilometer at a time, one step at a time, one breath at a time, whatever's necessary. Some days will be one day at a time and some will be one second at a time. Then some days will be smooth, so smooth that you feel like one week at a time would be a valid concept. But some days, yeah, some days will be one minute at a time, 
maybe one breath at a time. Some days will challenge you like you've never been challenged as the craving or habit loop feels like a magnet drawing you and calling you. Think of it this way. You're climbing a huge mountain. You've been going only for a couple of hours and you're starting to fatigue. You look up towards the peak. Holy shit, you can't even see it. All you see is steep rock as far as the eye can view and the peak is hidden in cloud. It seems impossible and it makes you want to quit. You look back down the path in front of you. You steady, you take the next step and you watch your foot plant firmly in a safe location. You press off and you take another step. You keep focus on those individual steps, taking them carefully so as not to slip. You look at the path directly in front of you and the sinking feeling in your gut that you had looking up into the distance fades. You're tired and you're struggling, but you take one step at a time and this is okay. You rest when you cannot step anymore and then you focus on what is right in front of you and you just keep on taking one step at a time. This is how you conquer the mountain. You do not need to zoom out too far. Looking at anything in our lives from a distance is daunting. There's no end to the distance we can zoom out. We can go so far that we can conceptually view our entire life in a linear form with a start and a finish, but this is overwhelming. This is completely unnecessary and it's completely unnecessary in quitting alcohol. At times we must zoom out, but when the challenge sits right there in front of you, one step after the next will get you where you need to go. Compare this now to childbirth. Contractions are coming less than two minutes apart. The uterine muscle begins to squeeze. The pressure is intense and the pain builds up until it peaks. You're breathing, stomping, shaking, screaming out for help as the intensity surpasses that which you can realistically bear. You scream and grip your partner's hand with unnatural force and then gradually the contraction eases and backs down. You made it through and with this you move one step closer to the final push. You breathe and you know you have about a minute to rest before the next challenge comes along. If you focus on the unknown, the number of remaining contractions or the unknown number of remaining minutes left for this labor, then the process becomes mentally unbearable. You zoom back in, focus on the upcoming contraction. You feel it building again. You stomp, you scream, you breathe, you yell, and you know this unbearable pressure and pain will end. Focus on this and this alone, conquer it, and you're one step closer to the ultimate gift of giving life. You see the goal and you see the single steps, the single contractions you need to sustain to reach this goal. This is just yet another version of one day at a time. Make no mistake, quitting alcohol is a monumental challenge. It is a mountain of its own, but this mountain has no peak. It keeps growing as you climb. It is tough and depending on many variables, it is more difficult for some than others. Quitting alcohol in the society we live in and with the history you may have with the substance is huge. Is it achievable? 
Absolutely. But the challenge is real. Just like a triathlon, just like military conditioning periods, and just like childbirth, and the distance of the race for many of us, months, years, forever, but forever is not something you need to think about. It need not even cross your mind until you choose to consider it. One day at a time is really all we need. So what did I learn from those in the Defence Force and those running hours at a time as the pain sets in? These people with grit, they built that grit from nothing. They trained that grit until discomfort was okay and pushing through was the norm. To my friends living alcohol free, you built this grit in sobriety even if you don't know it. You became the uncommon. You pushed through and to you attempting this journey anew, you will build this grit in time with repeat efforts every day. They take one step at a time when the shit comes in and the quitter's voice speaks to them. They focus on their breath, one breath at a time, one step at a time. A step even when at your limit is achievable while focusing on another 13 kilometers may be unbearable. A step you can do, then another, then another. Defense force members report focusing on one meal at a time. Tough out whatever training is coming. Make it to the next meal, reset, then go again. One day, one step, one breath, one meal. During these tough periods, all of these individuals also have some form of self-talk. One triathlete found it helpful to speak to herself harshly. She told me she would tell herself and yell at herself in her head, come on you fat bitch, don't slow down, as she went step by step or stroke by stroke in the water. Another would stare down the bar and mentally swear and scream at the bar, thinking fuck you, you are going up, before unracking a huge weight to squat. Some are less aggressive in their self-talk, but the point is, self-talk and focusing only on what is right in front of you. That is the key. Many of us have visualized our voice or our addiction. And when the call comes, we might swear at that bastard voice and tell it where to go while living these one moment, one second at a time. These are neurological ergonomic aids in physical pursuits or in overriding unwanted feelings. These work. You don't need to plan for a lifetime. You do not need to plan for anything further than you feel comfortable with. My personal technique in my own physical training is that I vary my focus depending on the challenge right in front of me. I focus on the next hill while on the bike. It doesn't matter if I'm on my absolute limit. I know I can get this hill done and what will come next will come next. I focus on feeling the pedal stroke each side of the bike, one, two, one, two, and I feel the force my legs generate, keeping them on limit. Lifting, I focus on getting through the next reps, five pull-ups or the next 10 dips and so on. I focus on the next 30 minutes when I quit alcohol because I knew that if I employed my techniques and I overcame a craving for alcohol, that in less than this half hour, I'll overcome it and it will be gone. You can focus your attentions to staying the course and pushing through one day at a time 
and you can compress this to any period you need, depending on the challenge of the day. You may desire to see the marathon for what it is, to project further, and this is okay, but after peeking over the wall and having a look across the horizon, always ground yourself back to this day and to this moment. One second at a time, one minute at a time, one hour at a time, one breath at a time, one contraction at a time. Maybe you'll get to a point where one month at a time is comfortable. But even when comfortable at one month at a time, it would be advisable to return and at least touch base with one day at a time every day. Months and years into sobriety, there can be days which still challenge you. They do still come. Sobertown, the tool is this. Take every day in sobriety, one day at a time. Adjust from one day down to focusing on smaller periods while feeling challenged. Whatever increment you feel you need to filter down to, to get through that day, even if you need to stop and just get through one breath at a time. Allow yourself to project further into the future if you desire, but remain grounded at one day at a time. If you can take care of this second, this minute, this hour, this day, in a manner conducive to your goals, then the weeks, months, and years will take care of themselves. When feeling overcome with craving or desire to drink, slow down. Hone in on that moment alone. Think about how you feel and accept it. Employ a strategy to overcome or ride it out successfully. Stay focused on overcoming that moment alone, just like focusing on the next step in a marathon rather than the remaining distance and time in total. You can do it and it will pass. The Sober Toolbox will include these strategies as we continue to develop it within these blogs. To finish Sobertown, some research. A recent study was performed where the authors utilized fMRI. This is functional MRI, an imaging technique where the MRI measures blood flow in real time to regions of the brain. Blood flow is correlated with neural activity, so it can be deduced from the imaging how an individual is firing the neurons in their brain in response to certain stimulus. The authors of the study used stressful images and cues for alcohol on the test subjects who were diagnosed with an alcohol use disorder and also did so on control subjects who had no history of alcohol use disorder. The authors also included neutral control images and introduced these as a reference point. Compared to the control group, the alcohol use disorder group showed, quote, hyperreactivity in the ventromedial prefrontal cortex in response to neutral images, but significant hypoactivation in the ventromedial prefrontal cortex and ventral striatum in response to stress images and to alcohol cues relative to the response to neutral images. Basically, that just says that the alcohol use disorder group showed a dysfunctional level of brain activity when shown visual cues to alcohol in one of the regions of the brain, which is responsible for some of our mammalian actions, our reflexive behavior and our processing of risk and fear. This region is associated with pure emotion regulation. 
Patients with lesions in, lesions in this region of the brain have been shown to have strong impairment in both social and personal decision-making. The authors concluded that, quote, treatments that target this functional prefrontal striatal pathology could improve early treatment outcomes in alcohol use disorder. What this study is suggesting is that during live brain activity scanning of people with alcohol use disorders undergoing treatment, the number of days abstinent from alcohol have an effect on the function of this region of the brain, which functions abnormally in drinkers, such that the dysfunction improves over time as those in question remain abstinent from alcohol. What it suggests is that early on, techniques like one day at a time are vital since simply deciding to quit is not enough alone due to regions of the brain literally not working as they normally would. Early on in attempting sobriety, we are literally at a disadvantage because our use of alcohol has observably diminished our brain centers responsible for personal decision-making. This is not a fair fight. And so these strategies and tools are vital, especially early in sobriety. This study tells me a couple of things. One is that when we drink over time, we do alter the way our brain works. We suppress activity in certain regions. So the journey to quit is a battle, especially early on. Two, it is not your fault that quitting is hard. Alcohol changes our brain function but we can beat it and return it to normal. Just go one step, one breath, one day at a time. Three, when we take things one day, one minute at a time, we increase our ability to override the draw to our addiction. Four, if we learn, not fail, learn and we do drink again, the only and most important thing is to try again and again and again and do not stop trying because every time we help to return our brain to a more normal state and every time we break negative neural loops and we ingrain good ones. Five is it gets better with time. Keep trying, it does get better. And lastly, six, those of us maintaining an alcohol-free life, don't go back. We worked too hard to change our brains and lives for the better. Never forget this, don't go back. So Sobertown, that's one day at a time. Remember to eat the elephant one bite at a time. I'll catch you later.